Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Welcome back to The Missing Piece. Welcome to The Missing Piece, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for that beautiful intro, Ange. Thank you. We're going to talk today about a little philosophical reminder I had from Johnny Cash the other day. But before we get into that, I would love it if you would leave us a review. We appreciate the reviews so much. They help other people find the podcast. They help other people see that we're legit and adding value. So if you could... um, It also helps us just to kind of know where should we keep taking this thing. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So if you could get a second, uh, leave us a review on Apple iTunes, a couple sentences about um, what you liked about the podcast, what you want to hear more of, that would be great. And if you want to see more about what we do, head on over to missingpeacepodcast.com. That's everything that we do on the internet outside of the podcast. So you can see link to our Facebook group in there where we do a bunch of free trainings, link to our website, Instagram, all the uh, back uh, old episodes of the podcast, all that good stuff is on missingpeacepodcast.com. So head on over there. Cool. Cool. All right. So the other day I'm driving, jamming some tunes. Where were you going? Mm, I think I was on my way home. <laughs> I'm not sure where I was coming home from, but <clears throat> I was on my way home and I was listening to that, um, well, I was listening to some Johnny Cash in the car and that, that one song came on, Get a Rhythm. Oh, when I was just singing before this started. Yeah, you were just singing it because I started singing it first. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. Anyway, it's a song about getting your shoes shined, basically. And, you know, he's talking about the rhythm of the shoe shine worker or whatever. But um, there's a little line in there. It goes, it only costs a dime, just a Nicholas shoe, but it does a million dollars worth of good for you. And I love it. Yeah. Because uh, what he's talking about is doing little things that affect your emotional state and affect how you show up. You know, and so I think the the power there is that a lot of times we feel like we don't deserve to, quote unquote, pamper ourselves you know, doing little things that, um, doing little things for ourselves that affect, that make us feel good, right? It feels like a luxury. It feels very, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Um, pomp. Wait, no, that's not the word. I don't know. feels very, um, over the top. Yeah. Right. You know, we, we don't, we don't need that right now. We don't need to get our shoe shine. It just doesn't feel necessary. We don't need to get our car detailed. We don't need to get, X, Y, Z. Right. And so, um, you know, we start to think of quote unquote self-care, um, as a, as a want, not a need, which maybe that's true, but I would also say that, Hey, maybe, maybe wants and needs are kind of the same in a certain regard, because when you think about it, something like getting your shoe shined, maybe you're like, man, I don't want to spend a dime <laughs> in 1915. Just, I don't want to spend a Nicholas shoe uh, to get my shoe shined because I only have 15 cents, maybe. But what if you're a salesman and that little attention to detail affects your emotional state and affects how you show up for your next sales call and it ends up making you a dollar? 
right? Right. Sometimes there's, not sometimes, all the time, there's a lopsided return on the things you do that make you feel like the best version of yourself because they affect how you show up and then they affect in, in, they affect what you put out into the universe and they, therefore they affect what you get back from the universe. That sounds pretty woo, but basically your internal state is really going to dictate what it's going to dictate what you project out into the world and what you project is going to get mirrored back to you. I don't know. Is that you're looking at me like I'm crazy a little bit. (laughs) No, No. honestly, I was still thinking about my question for you of where you were going when you were listening to that, because I know we're talking about emotional state. And uh, the reason I asked it is because a lot of times we'll put on certain music or we might ride in silence or whatever based Mm -hmm. on the mood and the emotional state. So honestly, I was just sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, he was probably in a pretty chill mood. He was probably Mm -hmm. coming from something that he did that made him feel good. Maybe he had a successful day at work. Maybe he had done something for himself because it's just a good vibe of a song. Yeah, totally. That's more what I was asking because, yeah. You know, like there's sometimes I ride in silence and not that it's a bad thing. I just might do it because I've used my mental brain a lot to take care of different clients, to take care of the boys. And I just need peace and quiet. And there's other times where I'm like, I'm excited and I'm feeling it and country music's blaring. And Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. it was more because I was like, I really, you know, the emotional state is really tied to to how you ride in that car. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's no doubt about it. And And it's something too. It's like. You know, maybe I was riding home from here, the office. Yeah. You know, in in which is which is which is a whole other you know thing that could be tied from a want into a need. You know, because everything we do now can be done from home. Technically speaking, we can work wherever there's internet. Right. Um, and so, I guess you could say that having an office is a is a want and not a need. I could technically do all this from my laptop at home. Because people are actually shocked when we tell them we have office space sometimes. Yeah. yeah but. Yeah, but. Especially when we had the gym. They were shocked. <laughs> yeah. Go so, to an office. Right. So I used to have a gym, as, as you probably know if you've listened to a few of these episodes, which had little office spaces in it. But I mean, when there's constantly bass pumping through the walls and like people stopping and interrupt you. So I rented a different office down the street. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah, like people thought that was crazy uh, or, or maybe not even thought it was crazy. Just it's it's not it's it's it seems like not necessary. You know, why would you spend money on that when you could just save that money and work at home? Because the answer is because. It's not spending money, it's investing money. Right. Because I've invested that money into a place that puts me into an emotional state that allows me to do my best work. It allows me to go in and feel like a professional and not feel like, you know, a two-bit COVID trainer who's now, you know, an online wannabe, but somebody who's actually built a successful online business is going to continue to help people that way. Right. You know? Yeah, no. So I wasn't looking at you right. blankly for any. You were just but, wondering. Yeah, I was just curious. And then I don't think it's woo woo at all. I really do think there's something yeah. about it, taking care of yourself in a way, even if it means having a materialistic item here and there that makes you show up the way you want to. Like, well, things are just things, right? Things are meant well, to be and you used. And I've talked about cars, mm-hmm. right? In the way that, like, we're not. You, you're kind of getting into cars, but I'm not a big car person I, per I'm, se. Yeah. But I'm not into cars. I just, I like cars. You like them. I'm, I like certain, like, I'm not like. You're more into them than you used to be. Like, you you pay attention to them more, I guess I should say. Well, okay. So, let, let me start here. 
I think we could probably back that up and tell a good story about emotional state and yeah, like, that's, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But so yeah, I, I used to not quote like I, I used to not be into cars because I couldn't afford one. Right. Then we didn't care that much. So about I mean, it. I mean, I didn't care. But now I kind of care about the fact that I drove in a cord that was you know 15 years old and had almost 200,000 miles on it, 170. I guess I don't want to exaggerate uh, because having a car payment was like never even. You didn't care that your knees were in your chest when you drove. Yeah, <laughs> yeah looked like <laughs> you know. I just didn't care about any of that because you know, to me, whatever, because the car was paid off. And any any sort of why would I put money down on a car and then take on a car payment that seemed so wasteful for me when I had a car that got me from point A to point B? Right, and when the stream of our income was going in and out of the business, like that's right. where it needed to be. That's where it needed to be, right? And then you know. Speaking in, man, I guess we could go on and on about the story, but like then we were at the point in the business where we we're going to invest at the time 16K right. in, in a marketing program. And I didn't, I didn't feel very good about that because I'm like, damn, 16K. I mean, think of all the things we could do with 16K, you know, and is, is, is this consultant really worth it? You know, but we did, we put, we put our money down because the gym was important to us and growing it was important to us. Well, and kind of to give some background info, we didn't own a home yet, right? Like we right. could have we, we put a down payment on a home. We could have like, paid off my school loan. We could have done a lot of things. Right. We could've were going through IVF. We, we could have paid a lot more through cash, but. So this was, this was all the cash we had and then some. Right. You know, and <clears throat> the thing is my self image was immediately elevated when I invested that money. It was. Cause I was like, I'm, uh, I'm like, I'm all in, you know, I took that investment for me to be like, I am all in on this. Like I'm legit and you know, your, your self image is everything. So you'll never get beyond, you'll never, you'll never get beyond who you see yourself as internally. So whatever, whatever you see yourself as internally, that's, that's where you're going to be. That's your comfort zone. And so for me, you know, I could go on and on about this, but, um, you know, two things, a, when I first started getting into training is people said, go after baby boomers. They have money and they're focused on their health, which are, which makes for an ideal client. And I had a specific skill set that allowed me to work with people who were at the time between 50 and 60 um, that made them feel comfortable, that made them not get hurt, that that showed them progress. The problem was that that was my parents' age. <laughs> so at the time I'm in my 20s, these people are in their 50s and, you know, they basically treated me like a kid, like their kid, I should say, like in a good way. Yeah, like right. it, it, was, it wasn't like it wasn't in a bad way. But so now I've got this self image, even the language they would use. I want to support a business like yours, support a business like mine. Like, no, this is an exchange of like, look, this is me looking back at the time. I was grateful for the support. But now I'm like, well, even that language is hurtful because I'm like, I don't need your support. I, like This should be valuable enough that you would give your money regardless of who is doing it. Right. But, you know, so there's that factor. Where it was like I kind of felt like dependent on them the way a child would be dependent on their parents. Like I'm dependent on their support. Right. You know, because that age gap, because of that relationship. And then to to make matters even I shouldn't say worse because, but for my worse for my self image is I was in my hometown, right? So when I started the gym, I wanted to be where I felt like I had a home court advantage for lack of a better term. I just kind of knew the people. 
I kind of knew how they were. I had connections in the town. So now I'm like this sort of hometown boy, right? <laughs> like literally some of my friends' parents are my clients. Literally some of my high school teachers are my clients, you know, and I'm barely scraping by. Right. You know, which is one thing when you're 27. It's another thing when you're 34, you know, to have been through all these iterations of the business. And, be, and again, so my internal, my internal thermostat was set as like this nice, polite boy, right? <laughs> who, who your parents would pay money to, to help them with their training, right? Who would support that business. And that's where, that's where I was comfortable. And therefore, every time that business grew, every time we got to another level of membership or revenue or whatever, I would find a way to blow it all to keep myself in that little underdog role of this nice, polite boy who drives a shitty car and, you know, is barely scraping by, but gosh darn it, he's doing a good business. Mm-hmm. You know? He's building a good community. Mm-hmm. And which was great, but... It was great. I mean, I think the, you see the point, right? Like I see that, the point. That's my self-image, you know, at that time. And so when I spent that money on that consultant, my status with myself was immediately elevated. Because I'm like, this isn't, this isn't, you know, I'm taking a massive risk. This is a, this is a, this is, this is reckless. This is irresponsible by, this isn't something the nice boy would do. Right. Because heaven forbid you should take on debt that, you know, you can't, you know, put something stable movement. Because like I said, it was all my cash and then some heaven forbid you should take on debt that you can't pay off that next billing cycle or whatever. And so you know, and, and not only that, but now prices have to go up. Things got to change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because the, 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 the way things were going before, it wasn't working. And, and, and now I pay somebody to tell me what to do. And they told me your business model doesn't work. They ran the numbers. You have to raise your prices. And that ruffled some feathers. But either way, the point was my self-image began to change. Because I can no longer be this underdog that everybody likes. I have to be a business person who has to pay their bills and make things happen, even if that means drawing boundaries, even if that means standing up for themselves. You had to be a real leader. I had to be a real leader. You couldn't be in the friend zone anymore. Couldn't be in the friend zone. And then, you know, because of then the clientele, then we got a bunch of clients, which is awesome. Like it starts working. And now I've got to hire people. You know, I've got to hire people to train because I literally can't do everything anymore. You know, which is awesome too. You know, we went from having, you know, Cam, the halfway intern. It was me, you, and at the time, Cam, the half, you know, he was an intern. And I love the way that that worked out because right when we needed him, he's like, guys, I'm not going back to school this fall. I'm taking a year off. We're like, cool. We're like, we you're, are we're happy like, about you're, that. you're full time now. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Um, you know, and, and hired a few more people. And again, now, there's growing pains, obviously, as a leader, as, as in a boss like that. But like now my, my self-image is like beyond where I'm comfortable, but I have to stay there. And so the story keeps going to where basically the Honda broke down. Eventually it broke down every. Was this that tan one? I'm trying to. It was silver. It was gray. Okay. Not the one you got right when we got out of college. No, that one got totaled. Okay, and then you had the the beat up Jeep. <laughs> I've had really bad luck with cars. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> so have I. And and 
No, so this is a silver one. And so okay, it, keeps, it keeps breaking. And so it ends up being like, you know, 500 bucks at the mechanics, you know, this month, 400 the next month, 600 the next month. Like, it's just one thing after another, right? I'm like, all right, this thing's falling apart. And I wanted a pickup truck. And that doesn't make sense. We live in the suburbs. I'm not a farmer. It doesn't make sense. I don't need it. I just want it. it not only do they, does, does it cost a little bit more to buy? Oh, and by the way, I want it brand new. I want it brand new. I don't want another used car. I've had nightmares with used cars. I want to be able to go back to the dealer and say, just fix it. And it costs a little bit more to run because it's not as gas efficient as a four cylinder Honda, blah, blah, blah. And, and the one day you're like, just like, just go buy the truck. Like, just go buy it. You know what I mean? And I did. And again, it was beyond my internal. I didn't feel deserving of it. It was beyond my comfort zone to drive that truck. Who am I to be driving a brand new truck? People are going to think I'm stupid for buying a new car. Yeah. You were almost worried about it being in the parking lot of the gym. And you were like, people are going to say stuff to me. Yeah, I was. Because it wasn't... um, It didn't match the image you had for yourself. It didn't match that internal internal image I had of myself. But damn, I got over that pretty quick. You started showing up different. Started showing up different. Because I felt, you know, because I did something for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did something for me and I did in, in driving. I don't even know how to say it because it sounds so crazy. It sounds like everything I made fun of before I actually bought my own car. Right. right. And these are or, big you know, investments. Bought but this like first car. Right. Like it, it sounds so because I, I used to like make fun of people like, oh, you need a car to like show off your status. It has nothing to do with showing off your status. It literally just has to do with controlling your emotional state and if you how you feel driving that vehicle and if you feel stupid driving it then you'll feel stupid driving it if you enjoy driving it you enjoy driving it you know yeah uh and and if it makes you happy damn it cool you know what i mean and like you do the you do the math on it you know and the difference between buying that car and a quote-unquote reasonable car you're like man we get in our car multiple times a day every day I'm okay with paying a little bit more to drive something I actually want to drive. Right. So it goes back to, as you were saying, it goes back to shoe shines. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big or how small it goes back to the investment is going to be. It's just what actually makes you show up as a happier person. A more confident person. More just, confident, more happy. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm on, I have a t-shirt subscription, you know, I could go to Kohl's and get, you have a hat addiction. <laughs> I do have a hat addiction, but the t-shirt one is different because I could go to Kohl's and get a cheaper t-shirt. I could get a Hanes t-shirt for like seven or eight bucks, maybe. And it would be all boxy and look stupid. Or I could get these other ones that are like 14. So literally twice the price. And it's a subscription. It comes every quarter. They give you like three of them or they send you three of them every quarter or something like that. Because it's, it's literally called fresh, clean teas because they know that it feels good to put on a fresh, clean tea that fits you well. <laughs> and it does. It's so worth the extra $7 a t-shirt. I it can't really even tell you. It really does fit well. And, and anybody, who's, anybody who wears clothes <laughs> knows how important... Um, the texture, textile feel is. Yeah. And fit. Sure. But the internal feel. Everybody here knows that there's some clothes they have that make them feel confident and some clothes that make them feel stupid. It's why people change 10 times before they go to a party. Because it's how they want to show. They want to show up in a way that makes them feel confident. And everybody knows that person who's like, man, like they're looking at somebody, right? Like, man, 
his style is kind of goofy, but it's working <laughs> because that person feels comfortable in it, you know? And, um, yeah, get your shoes shined, control your emotional state, do, do things that make you feel powerful and confident. And who cares if somebody else thinks you're silly for it? You know, who cares? You know, and now I feel like every time I turn around, I'm talking to my friends. I'm like, yeah, we just invested in this business coach and now we're moving on to this one. And sometimes you can see like their head looks like it's spinning, but we just know that if it's going to change who we are on the inside, we're better for each other, for our family, for our business. And there's like no stopping us. And it, and it comes and it comes down to if you perceive, you know, that there's limits, you know, so if you're like, if you're like, uh, if you make $15 an hour, it might not make sense to go get a Gucci suit or whatever, or money. doesn't make fiscal sense. That's for sure. If you think that you're always going to make $15 an hour, but if you're like, there's no limit to the income I can make. I'm going to, I'm going to invest blah, blah, blah. And whatever. I don't even, it doesn't have to be a suit. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything, but like, or, you know, it, 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 I don't know what it is, but you're like, well, I make $15 an hour right now, but I see myself as X, Y, and Z. And there's who has no limit to their income because I'm going to continue to grow and excel and whatever it is I do is it doesn't, doesn't really matter anymore because you're coming from a place of abundance instead of a place of limits. For sure. And even if you have a limited income, I mean, you probably can't be a school teacher and go and buy a Ferrari. Probably not. But even so, you know, there's, there's, there's other things you can do to make yourself show up the way you want to show up, feel the way you want to feel. And man, isn't that a small, isn't that whatever that luxury tax is for whatever that thing is, isn't it a small price to pay to live your life in a way that you want to live it? As opposed to feeling like coming from a place of scarcity, you have to save every dime, even if how you feel on a daily basis is like shit or not confident or whatever. And, you know, we used to talk about it at the gym all the time. People show up and be like, oh, I don't I don't know if I can sign up. Um, You know, we just bought a house. So like things are kind of tight right now. If you just went a half a million dollars in debt and you don't have $50 a week to spend on your health, you did it wrong. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know, like <laughs> you, you're doing something wrong if that's the case. Right. Um, but that's all I got. I mean, sometimes people think that quote unquote treating yourself is like. Should be saving instead of treating yourself too is a big mentality. Right, right. Like, I could probably save a little with my Starbucks love, but I'm telling you, there's something about going through that line and the first smell and the first sip and holding that cup. It just brings peace to me. Like, it's, I know it sounds crazy, but then all of a sudden I'll sit down to start work and I'll start reviewing all of like my clients' check ins and I'm just, I'm just happy. And it's funny, a lot of the Zooms I do, my ladies are also having their Starbucks and we're just immediately happy and talking <laughs> over it. Well, like it's just, yeah. It, like what I'm trying to say is it can be little, it can be small. It doesn't even have to be something you buy. It could be just something you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel good. Yeah. And I think the, 
the roadblock so often is guilt. Because, you know, I, really the roadblock is should, right? That's what it is. It's should. It's guilt because I should. It's guilt. I, I, sh- I bought this $4 Starbucks, but I should be making this coffee at home for whatever yeah. it costs to make coffee at home. Even like yesterday, I wanted to work out in the morning and Sundays are our days to be with the babies. Like that's our day. And mm-hmm. in my head, I kept thinking, no, I should just spend this time with them. I should spend it with them. Like it's the day that, you know, we're home all together, all four of us. But I'm like, no, because this workout is actually going to make me feel better. It's going to yeah. fill me up so then I can fill them up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, you're right. It's the should mentality. It's the should mentality that'll get you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that just kind of leaves you resenting then. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it does, you know, and I'm not, I'm not arguing for fiscal irresponsibility for fiscal recklessness. That's not what I'm saying, but it's like to sit here and like, okay. So I guess I, uh, part of this may be generational because as millennials, older millennials now, we've read a bunch of financial advice over the course of our lives. It's like, maybe you should skip the avocado toast and skip the Starbucks and blah, blah, blah. And Okay, whatever. <laughs> we got a raw deal coming out of college in terms of in terms of wages and living expenses. So it's like you're gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, you you got to afford your college degree and sixty grand in debt, and you can't even get a job that pays enough for you to live outside your house, and you're gonna rob the joy of my Starbucks." Like, dude, chill out. I'm gonna drink my Starbucks. And I'm going to figure out a way to make more money rather than having to save a dollar fifty a day or whatever it is, you know? Right, right. So. I love that you said avocado toast. Uh, people would be like, well, just these millennials wouldn't be broke if they didn't drink, <laughs> if they didn't eat avocado toast. Like, yes, that's, that's the problem. Right. <laughs> it wasn't that we were bamboozled into some bullshit college degree. Um, that's but, pretty funny, Paul. Yeah. No. Anyway, so. No real point today. Just, well, I mean, there is a point, but I, I didn't really come in this with a, with a structure, like necessarily a lesson or anything like that. Just, it was just funny that Johnny Cash line, he's like, man, it, it's, it's just a Nicholas shoe, but it does a million dollars worth of good for you. And I, I think, I think that is something that's often forgotten. The power of feeling awesome. Yeah. You know, that's the lesson. That's the lesson. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll talk to you soon.